I'm Jim, and this is on the left side, the funny football show. For just less than, you know, two days to recovery. And thank you so much for the Premier League for giving me three days for the next game. Thank you so much. It has been a feast of football over the festive period. The beautiful game has been stuffed, crammed and wedged into every available orifice, ensuring that any brief moments that weren't filled with filling ourselves with cheese were instead spent filling ourselves with stunning goals, beautiful flowing movements and, of course, endless complaints about VAR. A fair portion of that feast was served in the form of a footballing Boxing Day buffet by Amazon Prime, with fans up and down the land able to pick and choose which club's cold cuts they wanted to chow down on to avoid speaking to their families for a little bit longer on Boxing Day. The whole thing was pretty well received, with Amazon being heralded as some kind of footballing Father Christmas, bestowing upon us all a wonderful festive gift rather than a tax-avoiding multinational company who are leveraging our national sport as a way to sell us more shit we don't need. But hey, I got to watch Aston Villa beat Norwich 1-0. So who's the real winner? Not me. Even some celebrities got on board with the endless praise, with Jeremy Clarkson, that's the very same Jeremy Clarkson who was employed by Amazon Prime to make an exclusive TV show for Amazon Prime, by the way, tweeting, This Amazon Prime football thing is so obviously the way forward, and so many employment opportunities for pundits. God bless Jezair. Thinking of those in need at this time of year, and sparing a thought for those retired multi-millionaire footballers who could just earn a little bit of extra cash with any potential punditry opportunities. Those extra 10 jobs is really going to make a mark on the unemployment figures, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Amazon, of course, replied in kind, and they said... Next time, how about a commentary option featuring Clarkson, Hammond and May? Oh God, please, for the love of God, no. I can only imagine what Jeremy Clarkson doing football commentary would be like. I'm at the Old Trafford the biggest club stadium in England. It's a lovely sunny day, but that is nothing to do with carbon emissions or global warming. On the pitch, it looks like Paul Pogba has gone down injured, the snowflake. His leg is bending the wrong way and he's unable to stand. What a bloody girl. And on that bombshell, it's back to you in the studio. Ugh. Horrific. One word of advice, however. If you are going to employ Jeremy Clarkson to do your football, Amazon, just make sure you've got some hot food on offer after the games, eh? Because fracas isn't the new Leicester City left-back. Speaking of hot food, maybe it was a little overindulgence that did for final scores John Akers, who is now pretty much first on the On The Left Side team sheet, making his second podcast appearance in as many weeks. Last week, it was his shock in seeing a shot on target in a terrible game of football between Everton and Arsenal. And this week, it was a surprise injury that caught him mid-match report on final score. I've got cramp, Jason. It's two games in three days. Oh, I'm a hamstring. Oh, oh, it's painful. They're so comfortable, more comfortable than me at the moment. Huge win for Watford, this. Five minutes. Ah, five minutes of added time remaining. It's not just footballers who have it tough at Christmas. 
Well, well, well. It's bad enough we've got football managers complaining about fixture congestion. We don't need the commentators doing it as well. We can get that on Amazon Prime. I don't think I've ever heard a commentator get injured during a match before. It's quite an achievement, but I really hope it doesn't catch on. If we need to start sending physios to matches as part of the BBC commentary team, I'm not entirely sure I'll be able to afford the licence fee anymore. It's a brilliant and slightly awkward TV moment, but it's not quite as awkward as Jake Humphreys calling out Martin Keown for being late to talk Champions League football on BT Sport. And possibly by 10.30, Martin Keown might have got to work. Uh, Owen Hargreaves is with us this evening, so he's given us an excuse that he's stuck on the train. He's probably gone Christmas shopping. He's in massive trouble from Mrs Keown. And he's really Come on, you know Martin, he's, he's the most professional. He'd be here, wouldn't he? Ha <laughs> ha, football bants, eh? I'm sure when Martin did eventually turn up, the top banter would continue and it would all be in good spirits, right? Right? All right, well, thanks for coming and joining us. The fact you were late made the national papers. They can now write about the fact that after sitting there for a couple of hours, you're done. You were so good, look, Trump. <laughs> Somebody jumped in front of a train. What was I to do? Yeah, no, that is didn't want to say that. Yeah, that's horrible, absolutely. Yeah. And we, you know, we feel for them and their family, absolutely. Oh. My. God. Oh, 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 I think I just pulled my cringe muscle. Ah, ah, I see now, John. I can see how this kind of thing happens. Not everyone enjoyed the heavy load of games over the last few weeks, however. I imagine Manuel Pellegrini probably wasn't feeling all that festive, as defeats to Crystal Palace and Southampton ensured that he made like Santa and was handed the sack by the West Ham board. Get out of here! The announcement was made within hours of the 2-1 loss to the Saints, and after a lengthy pause for VAR to confirm it, it turns out it wasn't a joke and the decision stood. What came next was funnier than any Christmas cracker joke as the club moved swiftly to appoint their new man, David Moyes. The very same David Moyes who 18 months ago didn't have his contract renewed by the club because he wasn't deemed good enough. The official line at the time was that the board wanted the club to move in a new direction. But I don't think anyone expected that movement to be down towards the championship. Whilst it must be acknowledged that in his last tenure, he did save West Ham from relegation, it must also be acknowledged, however, that he signed Jordan Hugill for 10 million quid in a deal that makes a donation to Jeremy Corbyn's election campaign look like value for money. This has been a difficult year for many of us. If you think that's funny, well, you ain't seen nothing yet because Moisey was saving his best stand-up till his very first press conference as the new Hammers boss. Well, I'd say that what, what MD's getting here with me is a very experienced Premier League manager. Arguably, there's only two or three who've got more experience uh, games in the Premier League. I think I've probably got the biggest win rate out of a certain amount of managers as well. So I think if you were, you're putting it that way, that's what I do. I win. Is it really what you do, though, mate? I mean, at West Ham, Moyes had a win rate of 28%. At Real Sociedad, it was pretty much the same. And at Sunderland... It was just over 18%. I appreciate that saying, winning's what I do, is much more powerful than saying, for example, winning, it's what I do, 18% of the time. Also draw a bit and lose a lot. But hey, what are you going to do? But it's not really true, is it? You can't disagree to Moise's face, however, though, because you know what David's like, you might get a slap. Ow! You know what? For me, it just all ties in with this time of year. 
I can see how the West Ham board have just got a bit carried away with the whole festive thing. In a way, it's almost like a little Christmas tradition. You've had your turkey, you've opened all your presents, and now you're feeling a little bit down. Then, before you know it, you've had a few too many glasses of wine, you throw in a late-night viewing of Love Actually, and you're straight on the phone to your ex, begging them to take you back. Welcome home, David. Don't fuck it up. That is it for this episode of On The Left Side, and it's it for this episode of On The Left Side in 2019. I'm recording this in 2019. You'll probably be hearing it in 2020, so it could be the first episode of the new year. Whatever it is, I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did enjoy it, make sure you click subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you're listening on Spotify, there's a follow button. You can click there. It helps us to get new podcasts to you whenever they're ready. Have a great 2020 where no doubt we will talk even more about the farce that is VAR, and I'll see you next time on On The Left Side. On The Left Side is written and produced by... I've gone again! Oh, same hamstring. Oh, I can't straighten my leg. It's too much reporting. Oh, blimey. Oh, Oh, even just doing a simple voiceover it can go. Produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. Oh, I've stubbed my toe now as well. Oh, crikey. It's not going well, this. On the left side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. Oh.